welcome to Ted Davies Artistry Podcast, Ted Talks and Inspires. So this podcast is about creativity. It's about inspiring you to do the thing that you want to do, whether it's writing or art. Tell that story that you have. I'm here to share my journey and inspire you. So let's get to it. Welcome back. Today I want to talk about writing science fiction, creating your what if. For those who don't know, I'm the author of Retrieve. Retrieve is a science fiction thriller that's based in a time frame about 30 years from where we are right now. It's not a dystopia or anything like that. It's it's set up to where computer systems are changing Uh, right now into the quantum physics realm and a lot of the calculations that they can do now are amazing but the what-if scenario of computers changing over to a fluid-based technology away from silicone chips and away from processors and all that they become more human if you want to call it that calculations happen so much faster and the algorithms that they can produce in the future are very, they're limitless. With that technology, even though I don't understand how it all works, I can build a world around that. Retrieve was an idea that I came up with probably about 10 years ago. And it started out with my studying of Buddhism and Taoism and talks about reincarnation. The format that the soul continues has always been intriguing to me. The idea that we move on, uh, we might have had past lives, we don't recall them unless we're under certain conditions, that was always fascinating to me. And if I could marry a idea of science fiction that is believable in a reincarnation format, that would be really cool. And that's essentially what I did. Trust me, it wasn't overnight. My brain worked on this, trying to get the concept down for months and months and months. But building the sci-fi end of it was almost secondary because the story had to be believable. I wanted to create a idea of two brothers, Uh, yin and the yang, so to speak. Completely opposites, but they're twins. The only thing really that they have in common that they do well together is mathematics. And I noticed through the course of, you know, my studies and everything else that algorithms seem to be a, a playing factor in a lot of things that scientists can calculate movements and types of activities that animals have as far as their uh, consumptions and their, you know, what they eat and certain times of day and certain times of year, they can calculate this down with an algorithm to where it's pretty plausible their condition of what they can expect uh, for these animals to act. So I thought maybe what if we could do an algorithm? What if we could create an algorithm? These two, these two uh, brothers could come up with an algorithm that could cause a signature to be placed on a human soul, kind of like a fingerprint. I've studied a lot about uh, 
past life regressions and people talk about you know energy can't be can't die it can only be changed and that was part of the basis of retrieve the whole idea that we move on is like i said always been intriguing to me and if that is pure energy if our souls are pure energy our consciousness is why couldn't we track that why couldn't there be some type of you know like i said fingerprint soul print if you want to call it that it, it fascinated me and that's how retrieve was born the biggest thing about science fiction i think is it doesn't have to be believable to the point of you have to understand every nook and cranny of every world and everything has to be built and, and redesigned and understood by the by the people that are observing it or reading it or watching the movie star wars is an amazing feat because every creature every vehicle uh, is documented in somewhere uh, with lucas films and everything you know all these people that developed that uh that world out of lucas's head so that's one thing and that's uh almost to the point of obsession and that's great but i don't want that to frustrate you as a writer if you want to write to that detail fantastic don't get lost in that though don't get don't lose the story in the the intricacies of the world world building's great you need it you need to establish your surroundings some of the science fiction that i've read and some of the science fiction i've i've watched over the years growing up is mind blowing but they have a certain amount of reality based to them and i i would suggest that you look at possibly keeping some type of anchor if you want to call it that to to your science fiction i set retrieve in the near future because i wanted it even more believable i wanted it i, I like science fiction that's set just a little off in the future to where we might see it in our lifetimes that's always been a cool thing um, man wouldn't that be cool if that we could ride a a bike like that the cars are all going to be you know not flying but they've got you know they're all electronic and they're all you know all this stuff there's no motors anymore on and on and on i always find that fascinating to where you could you can build a world that is just a little bit different than where we are right now and what if we lived in that that type of environment that type of time with the two characters uh that start out retrieve max and riley satcher uh, twin brothers that are both mit graduates they come up with an algorithm that can track a human soul that has passed and when that human soul is going to return to earth as its next human form so then that brought that brought up a whole nother thought okay so what if somebody wasn't so nice in their past life and what if they were never brought to justice they were never convicted for the murders that they committed or the war crimes that they the atrocities for whatever reason they killed themselves they were never caught whatever they were never brought to justice i think that was the linchpin that was it that made everything fall together now we've got a purpose for the retrieve program the idea that we can track a soul and when it's going to come back to earth within a three to five year window and you're going to be able to go after the people that were never brought to justice in their past lives the first person i thought of was hitler never brought to justice died in a bunker what if he was coming back 
of course not in the same form that he was in, that would be too easy. And so you can see how this all snowballed with the storyline. Now, a lot of the what if with that scenario, it can go a lot of different ways with that storyline. It didn't have to be Hitler. It could have been any number of people. Jack the Ripper, if we knew exactly who he was, or you could make your own story up from that. But the concept, the idea that what if this could happen, it could change everything as far as our world's concerned. I mean, the thought of reincarnation alone is hard for people to even imagine, especially in our, in our value system that we've got now with religion. I don't want to get too deep into the, the, the whole ideology of, the, of retrieve, but I want to give you an idea of what writing and thought in a sci-fi format can do because it doesn't really have to have the technology so great that we can go to the ends of the galaxy to produce this idea. This is a pretty tangible idea if you believe in energy, if you believe in uh, the soul goes on, and maybe stretch your mind a little bit and you believe in reincarnation. It could be a really uh, pretty cool head trip in the storyline. That's what I want you to think about when you're looking at sci-fi development, sci-fi stories. You might already have one that's just, you know, mind-blowing, Never, no one's ever thought about. I knew that the idea of Retrieve would be sound, and I knew that it could go all different ways. I wasn't looking at as far as a movie contract or a, uh, a script, for that matter, to a, to a movie. I was blessed when I got the phone call that we were offered to have a script written uh, by a producer in California. And anybody who's seen my other videos, my interviews and that, I'm not going to go into that right now, but it was very exciting. And I don't want you to get frustrated because that doesn't happen to everybody all the time. Th that was something that was set years prior. I was trying to get this thing set as a script four years ago before the book ever came out, the comic book. So I've been building on that, trying to make that work. I don't want that to frustrate you. The, the synopsis idea... Your book, your science fiction, your idea is important. Think about it like this. What if you could tell the story that could inspire somebody else to write the next Star Wars or write the next 2001 or Star Trek? You know, what would be a great thing for you to think about is, yeah, your story is important. Yes, your story is uh, valid. You want it to be the best that it can be. But what if it could get somebody else out of their head for a little while? What if it could build a following of people that really appreciate your writing? That's great too. But what if it could help somebody else? Just get the trial, get through the trial and tribulations of life because you entertain them. So keep that in mind when you're, when you're looking at writing in general, but science fiction especially because... You know, it, it encompasses a lot of different things. Science fiction can be fantasy, can be uh, obviously tech. It can be very technical. It can be set so far in the future that it's blinding. It could offer cures to cancer and cures to every kind of disease, including this epidemic that we have now. You can go all different ways with science fiction. There's really no, I mean, physics is one thing, but you know what? Who cares? It's your story. Change the galaxy. Do whatever you want to. It's your world. Build it. 
My biggest concern, though, with writing, for, for me at least, is getting the ideas down. Even if it's one or two sentences here and there to where you're starting to build a paragraph and then the story comes to you. The concept, the synopsis is, is just the beginning to it. Don't be afraid, but make sure that you're building belief in your story. Because if there's not belief by you in the story, you might as well not even put the ink on the paper. You've got to look at it from a standpoint of, this is absolutely true. This is so fun to do. And I know that there's going to be hills and valleys and everything else trying to get through it. Because I know, I didn't know what rabbit hole I was going down when I was trying to, to build this, this retrieve world. One of the things that I, I, I try to do in all of my stories is I try to bring some humanity, some connection with the audience, the, the person that's, that's reading, observing that story. And with Retrieve, the brothers are actually uh, experts in uh, arti artificial intelligence. They're, they're AI uh, producers. What they do is they've built servant robots, if you want to call them that, for lack of a better word, for the, for the general public. They basically did what Henry Ford did for the automobile industry, made it affordable, for people to buy vehicles. Well, these gentlemen, Max and Riley Satcher, built AI for the common man to help them out cutting the lawn, cleaning the house, maintenance on the vehicles, whatever. Each program, you know, there's apps and that kind of thing. And, but again, I don't go into that too too far into the storyline because it's not important. It's, you know, it's interference in some, in some regards. But the AI that I created for them to calculate the algorithms was Archimedes. And Archimedes is an AI that is, he's a great mind. He's a brilliant mind. He, he becomes, I think, very human in the story. And he's a catalyst, I think, that, that makes the story both believable and scary in some regards. It achieves, I don't think anything that the humans could achieve in the story. He, he or she, for that matter, it, uh, Archimedes, is a, uh, a vital part of the story. The brothers are too, obviously, uh, as the creators of, of this, this uh, system, but Archimedes is kind of the, uh, like I said, that, that catalyst that brings everything together. And it, it becomes an interest in the storyline to where people, I think, find out more about themselves when they're reading about it than actually about what nuts and bolts make up Archimedes. You know, to toot my own horn, I don't think that's an easy thing to do, but I was blessed with the idea, so I went with it. Some of the quirks that, uh, that come up with sci-fi is that it can be so, like I said, so far-fetched that it's not believable or it's not comprehensible by where we're at right now in our lives, depending on who you are. And that can be boring to people. That can be frustrating. And I don't want, you know, I don't want to stunt your growth on, on your sci-fi book, but I really like realistic sci-fi, even though I've designed a system that can track a human soul from its past lives and everything, which is pretty, pretty crazy to begin with. But don't be afraid to write the ideas down because it might not be believable right away. But once you start building that world around it, you might be surprised. And it might be your opus. It might be the greatest 
science fiction work that's ever been written. And maybe that's the way you should look at it. When I wrote Retrieve, um, and, and, and I'm by that by that means I'm still producing the comic book. And then there's other stories that are coming out of that next year. When I wrote Retrieve, the synopsis, it was, it was pretty much complete. The comic book I've been, because um, I do all the artwork in it too, so I produce it uh, as I have time to produce it. And I don't know if that's such a good thing for most people. I'm doing it because I self-publish everything and I do, I have that control. And my fans are extremely patient. It also gives the, the producer that's doing the script a little bit of leeway too, a little bit of breathing room. And right now that's a good thing because of the epidemic and everything else that's happening. One thing I did learn in this whole process was when you have somebody else look at your work, whether it's an editor or a producer that's doing script, your story doesn't necessarily remain yours. It is another extension of, of them in, in a way that's really interesting. Not to be scary, not to be taking you away that they're stealing your work or anything, but it opens up that whole world from a different point of view. Retrieve, um, because you're, when I was writing it and everything else, I had blinders on on a lot of the things that I was writing because I, it was all in my head and I knew what I wanted to accomplish. And my wife had heard me talk about it for years and she knew the concept and the ideas and the story and the brothers and Archimedes, everything that was going on and the, the intricacies of the story. I like it too uh, when you're when you, when I'm painting, you look at the details up close and you you lose the art sometimes. You've got to back up and look at the piece for what it is, away from it, step back away from the board, and really look at the whole picture. That has been a real eye opener for me uh, when people look at it from an editorship or from a script writing view, especially in live action. You're going from a comic book concept to a live-action script, that's completely different because you need to know the intricacies of, of how the Retrieve program works, the, the believability of how this system is going to come together and people are going to be watching this and how Archimedes is going to be using this system. You know, what are the protocols and how and it goes on and on and on. It's a real, you know, it can get really uh, intense but exciting because you're, you're, broadening your own mind on a story that you've already thought that you've you know squeezed that sponge <laughs> everything out of the sponge and it's just beginning so when you're when you're looking at writing in general don't be too hard on yourself with it get the ideas down sci-fi get the tech down if you want to get the technology written down the concept the timeline where it is you know, how far in the future is sci-fi? Is it this planet? Is it in the galaxy? What is the world? Who is in the world? Go as far as you want with it. Don't be afraid of it. You can always edit things out if you don't like it. You can get yourself an editor that can you can work with, which I recommend completely because, I, like I said, it'll, it will absolutely help you and build a, a more believable story with the right editor. But you've got to look at it from a standpoint of not necessarily the world that is going to be built, if it's obtainable and believable, but is it going to provoke interest? Is it going to provoke a 
change of view for somebody. You know, that was one great thing about Star Trek, and I, I still consider it one of the best because the whole idea of, you know, going where no one's gone before and experiencing that. And again, we, there was still a lot of things that was, it was tied to earthly, uh, so we could understand it, you know. Aliens had two eyes, that kind of stuff. It was it was pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Even with Star Wars, the same thing. You know, it, it, there's very there's a little similarity, so it's still uh, digestible. I think that's important too, because like I said, it's got to be believable in some regards. It can be fantastic. I don't mean that. Look at it from a standpoint of getting your ideas down, making it to the point where it's an interesting enough story that you're still not bored because that, that can get pretty uh, annoying when you get bored with the one idea or the idea doesn't work out. I know that can be frustrating. And don't be frustrated if it doesn't go to script or if it doesn't sell the way you think it should have sold. Don't be that hard on yourself because, you know, somebody's going to pick it up and somebody's going to become a fan of it. But you got to put the work into it. No envy, no fear. Stay healthy, guys. Be safe. Uh, I'd like to take a couple moments, and if you wouldn't mind checking out my YouTube channel, teddaviesartistry.com. Uh, we're doing a few things live now that are going to be really exciting on Tuesdays. I'm looking forward to doing some presentation with some studio time and some interviews and maybe a couple reviews. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I would love for you to check it out, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good one. And be safe.